You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Letterman Lounge at Roosters on Owen Tangy River Road in glorious Columbus, Ohio, where winter is now here, and it matches uh, the dreary mood around the Ohio State program. I'm going to try to remain as upbeat as possible, but after driving to Champaign, Illinois on Friday at Ohio oh, State. Yeah, you <laughs> had to go all the yeah, way I was going to call you and be like, hey, oh. you want to go play golf Saturday? And then I'm like, oh, no, he's in <laughs> Illinois. Yeah, yeah, I had, I had um, got to play in the annual uh, Black Friday scramble on Friday, played very well with my brothers-in-law, and got to 18 with a chance to win, and phone starts buzzing Got some information about Ryan Day. I'm like, mm. Ooh, rattle, uh, rattle oh, off boy. these next three shanks and try and get the. <laughs> I, I had brought my computer. Just I trying to get to the some, parking lot. Thought something might happen. Let's just be prepared for the worst case scenario. Take the laptop and and obviously the phone to the course. Uh, okay, uh, guys, sorry for those shots, but Ryan Day is uh is come down with COVID. He's got a positive test. The numbers are on the rise. The Buckeyes are going to try to fly out on Saturday morning, day of game. Berm's already sitting at my house so that we can drive to Illinois. Uh, we we could have saved ourselves five hours in the car and one night in an Illinois hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know how to say it. It feels like everything is falling apart for college football. This is Mike Bennett, Joe Berger, Jay-Z, Justin Zwick, and Spencer Holbrook jumping in this week <coughs> for his first Letterman Live in a long time, brought to you by Roosters. Um, I just, boy, Michigan shuts down on Monday. Um they pause team activities. The Buckeyes are still not able to practice right now. Uh, everything is is going wrong, and I just it's hard to stay positive right now. So that's a great way to tee it up. I don't know. <laughs> tell me how you guys feel. Or talk me off the ledge. I don't know. I, you know, this is something we talked about back in July and August was a worry that, I mean, the doctors were telling us cases were going to go up in December, and that's that was part of our big frustration, why we were fighting so hard and talking so much trash about Kevin Warren and the Big Ten when they were pushing everything back because I feel like everybody knew that once it hit <coughs> December, COVID was going to come back, and it was going to be a problem for to have full football games and everything like that. So it's frustrating to see. I you know First and foremost, I hope everybody that comes down with it gets healthy. Uh, Coach, Hopefully Coach Ryan Dave makes a full recovery quickly. <coughs> but, I mean, it's really frustrating to get to this point where Ohio State can't miss another game right when COVID – is ramping up, and the Big Ten is going to start getting ravaged by it. And everybody was like, yo, man, what, what are we waiting for? We yeah. waited two months for n- You had a chance to play your ten games over three and a half months. It seemed very easy. Very easy. Right. And they still didn't offer any explanation for why they shut it down immediately. For You know what I mean? Like, there's no – they still – they brought it back, and they're like, you're welcome. And they're like, well, how good do I feel about you now? Joe, I'm not as smart as you, but 14 True. weeks to play 10 games seems a lot more uh, easy to pull off than eight in eight weeks or nine in nine. Right, and, and you know we're in December now, and we think about who are teams that are in the college football playoff or in the running. We have Notre Dame, Cincinnati, right? Those are two easy scenarios. We look, Notre Dame dealt with it early in the year. They had to sit out a game or two. I'm yep. not sure if it was one or two. They missed two. Yeah. C- yeah, Cincinnati, they had a game canceled. They've had uh, last week canceled. They've had like two or three games canceled. 
they're sitting good in the seventh spot. You look at the Big Ten, and it just shows you, you know, where is the incompetence, and it's clearly in the Big Ten. The AAC, ACC, SEC, they set themselves up. They said, hey, we got, you know, we're going to try to get as many games as we can. We have 12 weeks to do it. We'll figure it out by December 21st. Miami, Miami, Florida, they had a ton of cancellations. They're playing again this weekend against Duke because they built that flexibility. And we look, and, like, that's the key word. And what does the Big Ten not have? Flexibility. And then you look, and, you know, I saw they changed their time frame to 12 o'clock for the Big Ten championship game. Who wants to watch Indiana versus Northwestern? I mean, like, have you guys seen Northwestern's offense? Indiana without Penix. Yeah, and without Penix. I mean, I'm I'm thrilled for that one. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. And there's the – well – there's a lot, a lot for us to unpack with all of this, but you bring up a great point, Joe. Because you look at the the nonsensical six game minimum. Like I understand you're trying to put in some scenarios to protect yourself, but they left an, an opening here where Ohio State and Indiana were clearly the teams that were going to win the East. Okay, you already have a head to head tiebreaker. They also built in two games. It can be two games less than the average if the average drops to six. So you know that there was going to be an imbalanced schedule. Why did you need the six? If the average is already down to seven for the teams and Ohio State plays five and they have the advantage over Indiana, okay, that's easy. Put them in. Right. But now the only ones that can really bring about that change, because Gene Smith obviously has a vested interest in his own program, Fox is going to have to sit there and say, uh, we are here to pay you money right. bringing in the big noon <laughs> kickoff crew. We do not want Indiana and Northwestern. Nope. Please put your best team in the biggest draw in this game. And even if it's Northwestern, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> if, as long as Ohio State plays in that game, then you could have – a credible Big Ten champion right. in a game but that Indiana's, people will watch. Indiana's going to fight tooth and nail. Like, why would they? Okay, yeah, they probably know going into it. You know, this Ohio State should be here because they're a better team. But I mean, if your school's going to get paid to be in the Big Ten championship, if you're trying to build a, uh, a team and uh, program, you want your team to go to the Big Ten championship. And as Ohio State fans, we all don't give. You know, a crap about Indiana. <laughs> well, we well we beat them. You yeah. Know? So right. I mean, that, that that's, that's settled f- and done. They yeah. can't. They should Never. not go just because their schedule worked out better. So they didn't lose as many games as we did, or you know, they didn't getting run to, into that getting sort of to thing. play is not. I mean, it is yeah. an accomplishment, but it's not a championship. Well, it just goes back to how dumb the Big Ten has been this whole time. You know, when they come back and say, "All right, well, we're going to play. All right, well, we're not going to do it for a couple more weeks." And you know what? If someone gets a positive test, they're out twenty-one days. Which <laughs> where'd that come from? You know, and that's all right. And then you got to play six games to be able to go to the champion. Like, where'd that come? They're just coming up with the the most ridiculous uh, type, you know, parameters for the, for these teams this year to uh, to try and make it through. Um, <laughs> it's going to be funny when Indiana and whoever play in the Big Ten championship game, and Ohio State goes to college football playoffs well, I because they're going to look and say, "We've seen that. We've seen this game. We think Ohio State would run. They'd be a twenty-one point favorite against everybody they would play in the Big Ten championship game." It- how do you leave them out? And I think the one thing that we're looking for is we need a leader of the Big Ten to get up and say, hey, mm-hmm. I screwed up. I'm, I'm an idiot. Like, I screwed up once. I screwed up twice. Nice. You need somebody he, to fall on the sword. Because there's a lot of right. people making those decisions. But Kevin Warren needs to say, yeah, we, we, didn't, we, we messed up. this up right. early. Let's get it right now. That's, all, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what we're looking for. And he didn't do that and you know, when they re- reorganize the schedule. And we're looking for that. Just show mm-hmm. accountability and say, hey, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to fix it. The best position ourselves for the playoff the best position ourselves going forward. We don't want to be a mockery of college football. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's like <laughs> part of me wants to see it, like see the chaos happen and just see Kevin Warren look like an idiot. Like I know, I know, I'm, and I'm rooting for Ohio State to get in the playoffs, obviously, but it's like yeah. I kind of want to see some some chaos there. 
You bring up the the TV thing with Fox, and I think Fox set up a, a, a fail-proof system because now they've got the Big Ten Championship game is at noon. If Ohio State plays in it, awesome. Big noon kickoff, Ohio State, Urban Meyer is going to be there to break it all down. That's fantastic. If Ohio State doesn't get there, they're probably going to play Wisconsin. Where's that Ohio State-Wisconsin game going to be? 8 o'clock on Fox. So you either get Ohio State in primetime or you get Ohio State. Do, do we know that Fox has both of those games? The first? I don't know, but yeah. what? I'm, but you know, you could think maybe Fox does, and they're, they're trying to set that up because if they get Ohio State at noon, awesome. Go, you know. That would. I guess that's my question and what I need to, to look into this week. It's still getting ahead of things because Ohio State, by the way, yeah. has to play on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about Michigan that. Yeah. We'll so, see. like, you don't want to take – I mean, ESPN still has a part of the broadcast deal. I, I can't imagine that there's a situation where they're like, okay, well, Fox is going to get first <clears> and second place, and then ESPN is going to drop down to the third. And that would be the situation where they would really freak out. Wait a mm-hmm. minute. Wisconsin, Ohio State is going to ESPN maybe in primetime? Or wherever. I mean, that's what's going to – because they have a huge financial interest in that game. Mm-hmm. And they cannot put in noon for a, ch- a trophy, <coughs> Northwestern and Indiana. For a game that won't even be as big built as an Ohio State-Wisconsin no, game. There's no playoff. You'd much rather see that there's game. There's no playoff stakes for that whatsoever. <coughs> I believe the situation is now that Northwestern clinched the West by virtue of a cancellation mm-hmm. already this week <laughs> against uh, Minnesota, which is the most 2020 thing of all time. Yep. Like, what is going on in the Big Ten? I feel like I'm losing my mind. Hey, you saw this coming. We've been we losing did. our mind. <laughs> right. Man, we, Ever since yeah. they canceled the season, you know, hoping to be the first one, hoping to be that trendsetter, and it didn't work. And then they just drugged their feet. It's it's mind-blowing. Austin, six weeks or whatever it was. Yeah, a like, long time. At some point. Notre man. Dame had enough time to go join a conference that they've never been a part of <laughs> right. and say, we're going to join and we're going to figure this whole thing out and we're going to play this entire season with you guys. And Ohio State sitting there saying, Duh. "All right, October twenty fourth, we'll start." Like, what? What? How? They even had that one week, Spencer, when they were making the decision. They could have started on October seventeenth. That was the day that we heard over and over and over. There's going to be one bye week. They're going to play eight games plus the one, and maybe if you need to reschedule, you get the one. like. I don't even understand why they why they passed on that or thought that mm-hmm. one bye week was going to be enough when you see what's going on. But every decision they've made has been the wrong one. They need to just Costanza this whole deal. Love it. And, like, that's what hey, this is what we're used to. I live with my mom. <laughs> what do you think? I, it's just crazy to me how much they've fumbled all of this because, for, you know, we always talk about how the Big Ten does a lot of the right things most of the time, and the SEC is kind of the rogue football-only conference. The SEC has done everything correctly right now. A couple weeks ago, they had four or five games canceled, and they weathered the storm and made it through because they can, because they have bye weeks, and because they have flexibility. And the Big Ten is going through the exact same thing, really, that the SEC went through three weeks ago, except the Big Ten doesn't have a chance to right that wrong or to right those positive tests and get the guys back and let them play football because they completely fumbled everything. It's just... It's mind blowing to look back now, and hindsight is twenty twenty. I, I understand that, but but to look back now and think that they had a chance to play ten games in fourteen weeks, then they had a chance to play on October tenth, and they waited and they said, "We're not announcing." You know, we both were playing golf, and we were like, well, "We don't know if we can play because they're going <laughs> to announce it, uh, announce a schedule." Nope, they waited an entire another week, knowing they had to vote. Wait, let's wait another week, and it's going to be October seventeenth. No, it's not. It's going to be October twenty fourth. We're just going to push this thing back, and it. it I know they didn't do this, but it feels a lot like they're like, okay, Proven you get to play, but we know it's going to fail, and that's that's just right. that's yeah. just what it feels like so much, and it feels like that more and more every week. Yeah. I'm, I'd also like to add in 
regardless of what happens with the rest of Ohio State's season, they're going to have a hard time convincing the rest of the country that they deserve to be in the playoff, not because of a lack of talent. Everybody who watches Ohio State or even looks at the score understands Ohio State is a, a strong team and a team that should compete. But you go to SEC and a, a team's played 10 games and then Ohio State's played five or six, you know, that, that's a, that is genuinely a very, very big difference. Four games is a lot of wear and tear on a body. I would expect the SEC to put up a fight. I would expect, you know, a, a nine or ten win Cincinnati team to say, I mean, they're going to they're gonna make arguments that are going to be hard to refute. And the only thing Ohio State's going to have is, well, damn it, they are the one of the top four <laughs> best teams in the right. country just from the eye test. And the playoff committee, Joe, set themselves up for a little bit of failure in that regard because they already put Ohio State mm-hmm. after four games at number four last mm-hmm. week, which that's based on the eye test. So does not playing against Illinois change your perception of them? They should have won that game, mm-hmm. whether Ryan Day's on the sideline or not. Hoover's out. Like The committee already said they think they're one of the four best teams in the country. What more <coughs> would they need to prove against Illinois or Michigan State or a crappy Michigan team? I mean, it's like they're, they've made this even harder on themselves because – now they're they're going to shuffle them up or move Ohio State out and somebody else ahead without even playing. I just I am having a hard time understanding any of this. Right, and, and you know I think when they do the playoff committee, you know the, the worst thing they can do is do interviews after it because no matter what, I mean it's a really difficult process. I don't want that job. Um, no matter what, they're going to find a way to entang- entangle themselves in some sort of controversy. Right. If you say like they got up last week and like it's about the film, it's about watching the tape, like and you're like all right, great, like if it's about watching the tape. Screw the rest of the season. It's going to be <laughs> mm-hmm. it's going to be Bama, yeah. Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State, and that's how Georgia get, you know gets rated highly every year because you just say, hey, they have really good recruits, they have really talented players. Watch the tape, and then you just kind of ignore coaching and development and all that. But so it's going to be interesting. Like right now, are they going to say A and M? Like we watched them. I don't know if you guys watched that LSU game. I mean, they're they're not good. Right. A and M's not a good football mm-hmm. team. I want that to be pretty clear here. <laughs> yes. Um, but like they may jump Ohio State if Ohio State doesn't play in the next two games, and so you're going to go back and be like, "Did you watch the tape? Did you watch A mm-hmm. and M play LSU? Joe, like, Joe, wh- what are you going to tell me? Like, you, and that's the thing. Like the playoff committee, I just feel like they lie to our faces and every year. Like I said, just just don't let them do interviews. Just put out the rankings, shut up, and then say, "Hey, that's what we this think." This is our ranking. This take our, it. Yeah, this <laughs> is it. Not going to change. Right, it's not going to change. Like, it, and it's it's great for talk radio, but mm-hmm. I mean, they're an impossible situation, and they're going to get themselves crossed up. What were you saying? Joe, if you took that LSU-Texas A&M game and put uh, stickers on the helmets of Indiana and Northwestern, would you have known that those were <laughs> that, that was a top-five team on the field? Because Texas A&M was horrible. And the Awful. only thing I could think of was if that was Indiana against Purdue, I would not know the difference whatsoever, like, other than the fact that it was being played in warm weather in November. No, there's well, there's no difference. That's I mean, been the biggest frustration. Go yeah, and, and I think that like that's the difference. You look at, and in my mind, you compare like Big Ten, SEC – Big Ten, instead of having incredible talent with below um, below average development, switch that with Northwestern, below average talent, incredible development, mm-hmm. and you get this. And the same, the product may be the same. Like Northwestern played exactly how LSU would have. LSU played good defense. They can't move the ball on offense, and they they fought to like a thirteen to twenty game. Uh, what was it, twenty to seven game? That sounds like Northwestern to a T. It's just different because you say, hey, they don't have the talent. But they, their coaching is clearly superior. I mean, not to bring up Pat Fitzgerald, but he's—I mean—he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have any tom- talent, but they fought us tooth and nail every game that we played them. Yeah, that's—I mean—I know we haven't talked about Michigan State yet, but that's something that <laughs> bothers me every single year. Is the SEC? They talk about oh, we're this top ten team, this top ten, or this top twenty-five. <clears throat> 
But like you said, they just give them these top rankings before mm-hmm. the season based on recruits, and then a team that looks exactly like a bottom-of-the-barrel Big Ten team is somehow starting out ranked 11. <laughs> I mean, and then you're playing a bunch of other teams who are ranked top 25, so you're mm-hmm. not going to so fall very far. There, yeah. Yes, and then the Big Ten's out here, Purdue's fighting Illinois, who both of them could probably go make decent waves in the SEC, at least beat up on the lower-rung SEC teams, and they're – I mean, they got to fight tooth and nail to get ranked. They got to beat Ohio State's and stuff like that to even get considered in the rankings. And that, you know, all of that is, feels so arbitrary that the SEC is deferred to when it comes to the rankings and then brags about, oh, you know, at the end of the year we had top four teams. When you threw in a subtle Georgia shot, I hate that Georgia is a top five team almost every all year. It's exhausting. Every almost exhausting. every year, man. They're not a good squad. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, they've got talent, but they're a bad football team yep. year in and year out. And – yeah, I can get on my soapbox. I'll, I'll talk about this. Just for get out <laughs> Just go. The whole it just feels like we don't have know. a game from Saturday to break down. That's <laughs> true. But yeah, the, the the bias that the SEC gets, and I don't even know what organizations they get that bias from. It's got to be ESPN, and I, I, I feel like I mean we go and you know let Indiana score thirty five on us, Alabama lets Ole Miss score forty something on them, and you know it's just it's it's not a big deal there. These offenses fixed. are amazing. No They'll problem. fix it here. Well, you know, Indiana put up 35. I mean, not no, not that they're a top 10 team, not that they're, you know, 4-0 or whatever before that game. It's just, oh, man, they let Indiana score 35. It's just the difference. And, you know, no most of it comes from that, that that one channel that everybody goes to for sports, mm-hmm. and they seem to have a an interest down there down south. Yeah. I, and more, Big not to pick interest. on another team, <laughs> yeah. Tennessee is consistently like top 20, top 25 recruiting what rankings, right? About, man? I don't know if you guys follow. No, I, I stopped following Tennessee yeah. a long right. time ago. <laughs> they are they are two and seven. They're awful. I mean, bad football team. Bad, bad, bad. Very bad. And somehow, like Tennessee started off the year, and they're like, "Oh, Tennessee's like making a run. Yeah, like they got hot. Be their year. They got hot. Yeah. Then the year they beat Missouri, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky. It's like, oh, wow. Man. Like, Look oh out. man, I'm shocked. Like, <laughs> Look out. I'm shocked that Kentucky's terrible. Or I mean, that um, Tennessee's terrible. Like, they've been terrible the last 15 yeah. years. Who could have? Who could have seen? And that anybody coming? who really cares, I feel like if you go to the bowl season, Big Ten versus SEC, we hold our own yeah. every single year. You know, with with teams that. Produce or you know they yeah. just go out and they'll beat a, a lower rung SEC team. So it's it's amazing how how the differences are for these teams and whatnot. But they know Ohio State runs this area, and in the end, I'll be honest. I think even if that was our if we if we played our last game, I think they would put us in there. Yeah, ha- I mean, I agree. You have to. You you, you got to give somebody. They know we bring eyeballs. They know we have alumni everywhere. I mean, you know that's all to the side. But they also know. They got a pretty good football team, and you know we got maybe haven't played great. We've let some teams back in. We've had huge leads at halftime every week, though, right? I mean, it's just they get uninterested, and these teams keep fighting, and you know we end up winning. But that's the only thing they could really say. We've passed that look test early, you know, in the first half of against everybody we've played. I feel like I don't think they leave us out. And as as Joe said, a lot of that will depend on how how they sleep down there in Grapevine, what they wake up that next morning and feel like they want to vote on if it's the eye test. Or if for some reason that that year they want to prize conference championships when they've ignored it in the past. I mean, and I've written about this, and it's almost another part that even in normal times drives me drives me crazy about the college football playoff is that Ohio State has always been in the mix of all of these unique arguments. Always, whether it's one year with you know two losses uh, and a conference championship compared to when Alabama got in and shouldn't, or the very first year, Mike, when you guys go and and jumping from six to four on the strength of of the Big Ten title game. like Every year there's a scenario, and it's always Ohio State that's involved. Whether they get in or out, it's a unique one. And this year it'll be 
that they've only played four or maximum what you know if they play the next three weeks get to seven games compared to twelve. They're going to have to make a choice, and this will be the first time that maybe a true eye test will will work in Ohio State's advantage. We'll see, but I think if you pick that, or if you ask Vegas for help, or you use the metrics that say complete games, like you can't take Cincinnati over Ohio State, you can't take BYU over Ohio State, Texas A&M, Florida. You know it doesn't matter who you get to. Vegas will tell them that they're going to be a ten point favorite over anybody else who's mm-hmm. ranked below them right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that should be enough for you. <laughs> yeah. But if that's not enough, then you ask your your bosses who run the playoff at ESPN. Um, who should who should be in here? We could maybe set you up an Alabama Ohio State game and a rematch of Clemson Notre Dame. Would you be interested in that? Uh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part though, before I get too far ahead of that, I don't even know how you're going to play the Rose Bowl in California right now. The <laughs> yeah. Rose, so yeah, 49ers are having to get out of there and play somewhere we'll, else, right? We'll cross that bridge. When yeah. We get so to yeah. It. so like that's the crazy part. Jay Z said, "Have have they played their last game?" It's that's a possibility. Yeah. Michigan shuts down. You know, right now maybe you don't get the game next week. I don't know. All of this stuff makes my head spin. It made for a miserable drive to and from Champaign, Illinois, on Friday night. <laughs> I can't imagine. Sure. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that conversation. We're gonna take a break on uh, Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. We'll be right back and maybe come up with something more fun to talk about. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund, and that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart, and we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to Roosters for Letterman Live. Don't forget, all month long, if you come in and get some gift cards, uh, $10 back for you every time you spend 50 Unfortunately, uh, Nicole Cox couldn't hang out and show them off herself this week, and uh, I didn't even get her score prediction. That mm. I don't. Maybe we won't make them for Michigan State at this point. Uh, that's not. That's not fun. We're gonna no. pretend like the game is played. Yeah. Yep. Um, but get those gift cards, um, and let's knock on some wood that that game is played, <coughs> and you can come in and pick up some food at Roosters. And get some of these Nashville Saturday. hot. Nashville hot. That's on boneless the, man. These are. It's on the trial. Real menu. good. It's the second time they've been out. Jay Z and I have been going to town on those. Yeah. And, it's a little dry rub. It sticks with you. Mm, it catches up. It does. And uh, $2 Appetizer Tuesday. Ooh. This week it's the uh, fried mushrooms. I think Mike just sampled oh, those for the first They're incredible. Time. I was about to talk to Joe and tell him to, <laughs> to grab dig a couple. In. All they're right. incredible. Smashing some mac Have and cheese bites. I'm definitely allergic to mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Don't try them then. Yeah. <laughs> you see his eyes water just saying mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, being this <laughs> close to him, I, I might pass Spencer, Spencer, move those, those away from me. I'll take I mean, them. Uh, that's okay. They're delicious, though, if you're not As, uh, as any of my waiters and waitresses come back to the table when I tell them that and their eyes get really big, <laughs> I have to tell them I'm just kidding. I just don't like them. <laughs> okay. It's a, but like, they, they get scared in restaurants when you tell them, <laughs> <Yeah>. deathly allergic <laughs> to onions. On yeah, well, yeah, but like onions and mushrooms, I'm deathly allergic. And they're like, what? Really? Uh, no, I'm I wish. thinking, Jay-Z, I've never heard <laughs> of anyone being allergic to mushrooms. Oh, no, no. My wife just always rolls her eyes at me. like, what are you doing? I can't tell people this. <laughs> okay, well, see, already a brighter mood for the second <laughs> yeah, half of the show this week. Um, boys, uh, as you've been through this and you – so I asked Ryan Day on Saturday – trying to get a feel for what this week would look like for the Buckeyes as they try to get back. Um, there's a possibility if they come back with zero positive tests on Tuesday that the facility could be open team-related. Activities could start on Tuesday. If they don't, the target date, he said, Ryan Day said, would be Thursday, that they could have one padded practice, one full practice, a walkthrough on Friday, and they would still be comfortable playing on Saturday. <clears throat> Does that compute with you three who have been through this, to keeping in mind that Ohio State has not had a full practice since last Tuesday? 
I think it'll be sloppy. It'll be a sloppier game than we're used to, and I don't think it's going to be a mess, but the guys' bodies will be okay. I think hopefully they're finding some kind of way to do cardio or mm-hmm. something. I don't know what they do in this situation. We've never been in that situation, but uh, the product that they put on the field is – I think it's still going to be high caliber. I think that you might see some mistakes that Ohio State doesn't usually make, some things, some surprises that Michigan State might be able to get in that uh, usually Ohio State would be able to pick up on. But I think it would still be a top-notch Ohio State team, and the guys would be all right. And if anything, like we mentioned, I, you know, they've got a lot of rest this year. They had a full camp, and then they've had some practices, and there have been times where they just they can't work out, they can't practice. And as long as they're able to still learn their offense, still learn the defense – they're, this isn't the worst thing in the world. And they've been doing these virtual meetings, you know, throughout mm-hmm. this entire thing, right? So, I mean, it's probably pretty much, all right, we're on the computer at this time. You know, we're doing this, this, and this. They probably have it down to a science where you can still game plan and talk to your kids and you know about what your specific position is going to be doing or what the offense is going to be doing. And I think there's enough veteran guys on that on that team where they'll, they'll understand it. You know, these Big Ten teams, when you play them, now granted, it's a new coach, a new staff up there. But a lot of these guys run the same stuff every year, right? I mean, they run the same blitzes. They have their schemes yep. that they like, you know, and you kind of get used to that. Now, Mel Tucker's up there, and it's going to be a little bit different, but it's still the same. I mean, you know, are still picking up blitzes, which they've been working on a lot since Indiana game, I'm sure, because they brought a whole bunch of – they threw the kitchen sink at them. And, uh, you know, so I, I think it would be fine. I, I don't expect Michigan State. I never expected them to be a game anyways, but – when you just have better athletes, you throw them out on the – I mean, it's backyard football at that point in time. Hey, yep. let's just go out and win this football game and get this over with if it does get played. Yeah, I, I think there's two big components. Number one, I'm sure Mickey Barati has been designing this mm-hmm. and been yeah, thinking about this playing. all same, year same, long. Same type of thing as the meetings. You know, right. He's got workouts mm-hmm. for home and all that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and so I think the one thing is, like Mike said, they've had a lot of time off. I think this may be the freshest that you'll see in Ohio State, Ohio State team in November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think when you look Watch back at, like, Urban Meyer, when we had him, like we were all beat to a pulp come November, December. I mean, like his practices were hard, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think um, like the teams are going like, to – the team's going to be fast. We're going to be like physically there. And, you know, like Jay-Z talked about, it's just going to be simple. It's backyard football. If we have five zone plays, great. We run those. Yep. We have ten pass plays. Like simple, simple is better here. Defense, you know, maybe we try to do a lot less. Maybe just cover three man, one zone change up. The, the third down package, you're not going to have time to run it. So, hey, just run four or five different calls. You know, when we've struggled there, maybe you start off with just, hey, we got 10, 10 calls. I think we went in the Oregon game and we had six calls that we ran yeah. the entire game. And it's like, <laughs> just do but it better. yeah, do it better. Get, yep. get really good at what you're doing. And maybe this is a good time for Ohio State on defense. Focus on your fundamentals. Mm-hmm. How do you play cover three? How do you play man? And just focus on that stuff. <clears throat> get really good at that because you're going to have the talent advantage here. Find a way to win. Move on. Get to the next week. Yeah, it doesn't hurt that you're going against – Rocky Lombardi, yeah. right? Not very he, good at the quarterback position. I I told this to Spencer, and Spencer started throwing out some other names. Watching Rocky Lombardi in a couple games now, I think he's the worst like long time starting quarterback uh-huh. in the Big Ten that I might have ever seen. I'm gonna think about that one. Like, uh, think like wrap your mind around some guys that you've played. Hackenberg. Hackenberg. Oh, Hackenberg. Hackenberg was Hackenberg was bad. Schilhaus. Well, he was. Yeah, that dude had like five thousand yards for Illinois. Shieldhouse? Oh, man, I was, I, yeah, I wasn't convinced. They're just time. trying to bring him up for the second show in a row because we brought him up a weekend kickoff. <laughs> yeah. Like, there trying to go. name drop the most random <laughs> Illinois people that we can. I'm just Rocky thinking of Lomb- bad teams with bad quarterbacks. I'm just thinking. Like, mm-hmm. Rocky Lombardi doesn't, like, he's built like a linebacker. Yeah, he throws like a linebacker. Like, he moves worse than one. 
<laughs> well, no offense, no offense to Joe, like who's actually an athlete. But like, I don't. I wasn't that fast. And he's slower than me. <laughs> I just he is terrible, and yet. Yeah. And then I also remember that he was just able to throw up a bunch of balls on Michigan's defensive backs and still move the football. Well, if they don't catch it, it's a pass interference up there <laughs> yeah. in Michigan. All they do is hold you trying That's to right. uh, play defense. Anyway, the point is I think Rocky Lombardi is a, a uh, cure-all for the Ohio State secondary, Spencer. I have found one name. You might not agree with me. Then we can move on. John O'Corn. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good name. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't a longtime starter, was he? Full year. See, that was to say, what, what's year? the definition? Is it yeah, one I year? Okay. I didn't make it clear enough because he was like, "Well, what about all these backup quarterbacks?" Because all I said was worst start, worst quarterback in Big Ten history, and obviously a fourth stringer at Purdue at some point. Ooh, I won't even. I was going to say somebody, but I don't. As an Ohio State guy, I don't want to yell. I don't wanna... Oh, don't bring my name up. Come on. <laughs> Jeez, my, my it was a long year. time ago. Gosh, good guy, but. Not, not going to pull the trigger on him, huh? Man, what year was your freshman year? <laughs> he's not. He's I not hate throwing it. people under the bus. I'm not. Gonna well, I was in a quarterback room. I just want to know if I was with him. Hey, you yeah. can do the research. You, you can know. figure it out. It's not hit, that hard. There was yeah, a hit enough. chart for <laughs> the stands. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Joey B. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my man. My man. I was about he to came. Say, he came in. He's a nice kid. I'm sure he's watching from somewhere. He's like, screw these guys. Yeah, why no? It's what did I ever do to Mike Bennett? It's harder than people think. It is this guy throwing the football. Just. If you throw it into the stands more than once, I gotta throw your name in here. I knew I knew Jay Z would. At some point this. people have to just lean into that and just have fun with it. <laughs> right. I'm sure he makes fun of himself. I, I try to do the same thing when it comes up for me. Uh <laughs> you don't ever come up in that conversation, Jay Z. Yeah, well, yeah, I I actually went down a rabbit hole the other day. Uh-oh. Of Facebook messages from back in the day. Oh, you still have some trap. from Well, yeah, it's like, just weird. It's like a, an extra, extra, extra folder or something. Kay. Some of these people would not be very proud of themselves if I posted what they sent to me. I want. Wow. That's, yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. like pre, like oh, it's pre social media, too. That's like. Culture, I yeah. mean. Can you bring. Wow. It's nuts. Time, that's if another best. game. Oh, gets, there was a lot. I mean, I felt bad about myself after I went down there. I'm like, man. Jay Z. Man, but then there's always like a cute girl. It made me feel better. Like, hey, you're so Probably hot. a kind of hey, I'm like, Probably. you know what? She gets it. You're still. These guys. You're still hot, Jay Z. I don't care. Like, when about was that. this? 2004? Jeez. Hey. This is amazing. Was I would have caught yeah. that ball for you, Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, well, a lot of people would have. He wishes he would have. We Gosh. need celebrity mean tweets. But, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. Was, if, Michigan, if this game gets canceled this week, and God forbid that the Buckeyes play, and we have to come up with another segment next week, please just oh. print them out. <laughs> we're going to name. I, got, I don't know. I got, one. I got some from Twitter. I can probably yeah. come We're going to name kinds, names. Yeah. Here's a 15 years ago. Yeah. After somebody. This guy with four daughters yeah. called me a beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I mean, you didn't drop the ball. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, I did at the end of the game. That sucked, too. But, you know. <laughs> this was the fun stuff that I think he <laughs> was looking for in this segment. <laughs> yes. um, um, <laughs> I'm going to go drive my car off a bridge. <laughs> With well, his slick out there, be careful. Yeah, I know, right? right? <laughs> really I'm joking. Wrong I'm not day going to joke to. about that. <laughs> yeah. Joe, when you talked about uh, simplifying the defense for the Buckeyes, have you felt when you looked at those second halves against – it feels like forever ago at this point, you know, Penn State, Rutgers, um, what happened late in the Indiana game, have you felt they've been too complicated? What have you thought uh, has been maybe the issue with that defense? Yeah, I, I think first of all, I'm going to kind of throw out the Rutgers game. There was a couple, like, really weird plays. Yeah. I mean the mm-hmm. the fake snap the um the throwing it back on the punt return that everyone just assumes is on the defense. Yeah. Um and, and I think for the the Indiana game number one you win against really good wide receivers and a and a quarterback that can be very streaky. Mm-hmm. Um I don't love Penix but like when he's on he's really good. 
and Fry Fogle is awesome. He's going to be first team All Big Ten, maybe first team All American. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's it's a little bit of both in that. Number one, we just got beat on a couple. Like there were some one on one scenarios where Sean Wade's in a good spot. He just mm-hmm. you just got beat at the point of attack, and <clears throat> at some point you got to make a play. And the same thing happened against Penn State. You know, uh, I forget the guy's name, maybe Dodson. Dodson. Yeah. Just goes up and makes two ridiculous plays. And yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, you're playing Alabama. Devontae Smith's going to make that happen yeah. too. So you got to find right. a way to get better. And Kerry Combs has been phenomenal at developing cornerbacks. So that is not as concerning as, you know, someone running free. And I'm not sure if I saw that in Indiana. So my thing is just maybe it's a it's a situation where we don't have the experience. Um, you know, Sean Wade's new on the outside. Seven Banks is new on the outside. Um you know, we, maybe it's just repetition-wise. We don't have those games early in the year mm. where we play Western Michigan and work on those kinds of things. You kind of go through the ringer. You don't get, you know, they said last week that they were just doing shells in practice. They weren't doing any contact. You don't get those real live game reps. Right. And I think about, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, Garyon Conley, they got 50 reps a day against Michael Thomas. I mean, like that's going to get you a lot better. And we're not getting those, and we're getting those in the game. So when you get beat, it looks worse. So I, I think that's, for me, the the bigger thing is, we just got to get better. We got to get reps. We got to get practice. And so I, I'm not as concerned, and I don't think it's a, it's as much of a scheme thing as much as it is as individuals making plays in, in the moments. Mike, and we talked about this, and I went back and looked at some of the, the like the last two drives against Indiana because everyone was talking about, oh, the lack of sacks from the defensive line. And you've talked about this, of course, every week. Mm-hmm. The pressures can be just as effective. Ohio State was getting that. Man. The number is high that they're getting you know, pressures or hurries or hits. At least against Penix it was. I think that was one of my biggest frustrations coming out of that Indiana game, especially directed towards Ohio State fans who were like, how could we struggle? That was a really, really good passing attack. Penix was on his stuff that game. Those receivers were going up. Like you were talking about, they were high-pointing the ball. They had great routes. That D-line was getting there in under three seconds. Almost every single snap, almost every single one. Indiana knew that its O-line could not keep up with Ohio State's D-line. They kept tight ends in to guard or yeah. to block. They kept in a running back to block. And when they didn't, Ohio State got in his face and hit Penix. And we had that's where you saw, you know, mm-hmm. the stripped ball that wasn't a stripped ball or <laughs> the sack that was, you know, that's when Ohio State actually was able to touch him. He was getting that ball out fast. And a lot of times it almost looked like he was just throwing it in the vicinity of the receivers and they were making a play. And you saw that from Indiana at the in that last minute and a half of the Penn State game yeah. because Penn State was cooking Indiana's O-line. And he would just get it out right before. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that says a lot about the quarterback because mm-hmm. he knows he's going to get hit. Mm-hmm. And he was still able to make plays. The stat sheet and, you know, the scoreboard would have looked really different if that, you know, Zach Harrison, you know, strip sack, the, the, the blown fumble. that I don't even know why it wasn't reviewed. Spencer, like, everything looks different. They pick up the fumble. They could have scored. They blow it dead. I don't, you know, I don't know why. Uh, it's the conspiracy or it's 2020 or a ghost. I don't know. <laughs> it's bad. But everything looks different. You add a sack. You add a forced fumble. You add a recovery. You know, the score is different. And that's just how close this has been. It's also a reminder of this ridiculously high standard that we hold Ohio State to. Well, and everything's been just really close for this defense. Like you just said, Sean Wade against uh, Jahan Dotson. Dotson goes up. Wade's got basically a fingertip on the ball. He makes a great play. The very next play, he makes that ridiculous one-handed catch. I don't think he would make in the other nine times you threw that exact ball to him. Mm-hmm. And then the touchdown that Freifogel kind of mossed uh, Wade on, <laughs> Sean Wade was right there. And I think Freifogel pushed off. I'd probably take that to my grave because he did push off. <laughs> so that was really – That'd be a weird thing to see the Purdue game? You watch the Purdue game? He pushed off. He pushed off. But – the point stands yeah, like I know it's it was point. way too close. Yeah. And and 
You don't give them credit for being close. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But the plays are there. The talent is there. It's just making the play or being close to making the play <clears throat> and making the play are two different things. And it kind of goes back to the defensive line. They're getting great pressure. Mm-hmm. And, but once you get great pressure ten times, if that quarterback doesn't get sacked on three of those ten times, the quarterback's not afraid to step up into it anymore. He gets the ball out right at the last second. He doesn't fear the defensive line, even though it's in his face anymore, because he knows he can get it out before the pressure gets there. And you're not allowed to hit quarterbacks anymore. Exactly. So right. I, I think everything is too close. You know, they just need to it, – it's too easy to say, but they just need to get it done. <laughs> Like, if they just make one of these plays, then maybe he doesn't throw another deep ball because he knows Sean Wade can make that play. Maybe he doesn't step up in the pocket and fire one. Off yeah, but at some point foot. in time, you got to step up and make that play. I mean, all, all year long, we've been seeing a guy who came back to get a higher draft status and a lot of highlight reels for the other guy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you're there. Yes, great. You got to make a play, though. Right. And, and that's what these teams haven't seen the secondary do. So I don't think there is any. Well, we don't really, we don't we don't want to throw at this guy. We got to come over here. Like they're they're wide open with their quarterbacks. You know, hey, we can pick on any of these guys. We've seen it done all year long. Now, I think Penix is probably the best quarterback we're going to go against. I think he's done that all year, where he sits in that pocket, and there's people in his face, and he just and the ball just never seems crisp, but it always gets to where Weird. it needs to be, and it's, it's always, always like he's in good, a perfect man. perfect spot, and it's just like man, mm-hmm. you know, he waited till the last second. The ball looked terrible. But it's perfect. Yeah, you know, it's just it, it's strange how how good he he's been because it doesn't really look like he's really slinging the ball around. I, I know that sounds weird, I'm sure, but it just seems like it's just a little, you know. But it's always right there. He does a great job. That left hand release is weird. Yeah, yeah, and that may be what it is for me. He's I, just a winner, man. I mean, you look at his record. I think he's lost two games as a starter. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, Indiana with him is phenomenal. But I, I put up the stats from the game, and if you're looking for hope as an Ohio State fan, they had a 53 percent completion rate. I mean, like with today, with how many short passes yeah. you have, yeah. that's really freaking good. It's just you, you can't give up 50, 60, 40 yard plays. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, it comes down to it. Like, no excuses. Yeah. Like, get it done. Yeah. Like, because Indiana's got a good passing attack. Mm-hmm. They're not as good as Clemson. They're not as good as Alabama. Um, yeah. Florida. Florida's going to be even more challenged. You know, mm-hmm. in, in that same boat, you have to have elite defenders to defend the pass. And that's what Ohio State had last year. And that's the biggest difference in my mind from last year to this year's team is that elite. Um, and you had a third and long, and you knew, all right, well, he's got their number one it's receiver. O- it's over. We're good there. What are we doing over here this year? Third and long, they're having trouble getting off the field, right. you know, because they're, right. making, they're making those third and 13 passes where the, the Freifold goes out on the outside, and he goes over somebody and makes the first down catch. You know, those are big plays that get them off the field. We go put another touchdown on the board. Even maybe getting into break third their, down. Yeah. Even getting into third down. Yeah, they're getting no, sec- right, they're yeah. converting on second down. They're not even forcing them into third downs. That Rushman pa- the Rushman package can't get on the field mm-hmm. as yeah. often just because they're not in those third and longs. There's not as many sacks. There's not as many, uh, you know, they, they abandon the run against Ohio State. Ohio State's Bad, run yeah. defense. They were negative rushing yards. We don't right. even have to game. talk about because it's so good, but you have to keep teams – behind the sticks, and if you don't, they're getting second downs turned into first downs, not third mm-hmm. downs. Yeah. I'd also like to say we put a lot of fire on Sean Wade because, understandably, like he was – Yeah, I don't mean to pick on him. No, we're, no. Look, we're looking, you no, know. We're, I'm he's saying good. I, I yeah, he's what a you're good saying. player. Yeah. You need to, you need, if you are the number one DB yeah. at Ohio State, then we expect, especially after the last six, seven years, yeah. for you to be stopping oh, a number yeah. one receiver on the other team. I would also like to say, though, our safeties have not. Mm-hmm. have not been great. And I don't know who the other safeties are other than Marcus Hooker. I've seen two or three plays mm-hmm. against Indiana where he bit when he should not have. And mm-hmm. these corners who, you know, we give a hard time to, like I said, understandably, they need a safety back there. And if you're if you're getting uh, long balls <laughs> hit on you, it's not just the corner. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to have a DB back there. Mm-hmm. I don't think we, we talk about him enough, but Jordan Fuller, 
what yeah. he's doing in the NFL that's right now. Yeah. We look and clearly he was the most underrated player on our team last yeah. year. Um, Every I time mean, he went out, we saw, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he was phenomenal, and I think we're seeing that this year. So, yep. I mean, Jordan, and he's an awesome guy too. He's smart, athletic, playing good in the NFL. Like there's a reason why, you know, he was our backstop last year. He's just phenomenal. Can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, it seems um, – and that's another reason why Ohio State needed a game like Illinois. Yep. It, even if they weren't going to throw the ball well, even if Rocky Lombardi probably won't on Saturday if that game's played at Michigan State – they need to look at somebody else. And when you remove the non-conference games, like is Ronnie Hickman or Bryson Shaw or Lathan Ransom to three names, because to your point, Mike, they haven't got a chance to play. Normally you would have already seen them mm-hmm. a quarter or two against Bowling Green or what you know early in the year. Those opportunities didn't exist. So Ohio State, or, or Kerry Combs maybe specifically here, has tried to lean on more veteran guys on the field, not trusting the young guys to be ready. Well, you got no choice at this point. You can't possibly do worse than what has happened yeah. in the second half of some of those games, and you need to see. Like, if we're talking about getting to the college football playoff, which we think Ohio State should be there no matter what, as long as they win every game, you get, is Ronnie Hickman going to be the guy? Can he be more reliable in a Jordan Fuller-type role? Because Marcus Hooker is gambling. He's taking some chances back there. You never saw Jordan Fuller do that. Mm-hmm. If they were going to give up a play, he was at least going to get it on the ground after yep. 25 yards and – that's not happening for this team. To that point, I'd like to bring up something that Joe said about you said, you know, these young guys haven't had a chance to play. They haven't had a chance to practice. So, yeah. you know, when I say, okay, we're missing games or we're missing practices, it's not going to necessarily hurt the production on the field. That's something to be worried about next year yeah. or if somebody yeah. goes down because that those practices, you were talking about how with Urban, like we were going at it. All the way through the end of the year, there was no dial it back when mid-November hits. It was, you know, these young guys need to get these reps. Guys going against Michael Thomases and stuff like that, that's where they cut their teeth. That's when they get in and they go against an Indiana receiver who's beating everybody. They're like, you're not Michael Thomas. You're not Olave, you know. And these guys haven't had that chance. So you put a young guy in who hasn't had that chance to show what he can do against top receivers. And – you know, yes, it's not what we want right now, but I do have a hard time believing. I The people that are on the bench are on the bench for a reason. We've got really good coaches who can evaluate talent and can evaluate mentalities and can evaluate is somebody prepared for the big time, for the lights, all that kind of stuff. And if they put someone on the field, they feel like they are better prepared than the guy that they yep. do not put on the yep. field. I can't argue with that at all. You've been there. Let's say that this game is played on Saturday. Ohio State at Michigan State. What do you guys got? <clears throat> Gosh. Spencer, you have to start. All right. Um, <laughs> I think talent prevails. I've seen. Well, I've duh. Seen a <laughs> Come on, Spence. I know no, it's been I mean, a while, but talent. I mean, uh, yeah. I was getting ready to go into something. I've seen a. I've seen two things this year in college football that that make me think Ohio State is going to just beat the tar out of Michigan. That's State. better. All I right. saw a. I saw a pissed off Alabama after they gave up forty eight to Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and I saw a pissed off Clemson after they got the game against Florida State canceled. Uh, I, I expect to see a pissed mm-hmm. off Ohio State this week, just absolutely uh, enraged with what happened and, and what they've allowed to get into the Woody with, with the positive test. I think it's going to be maybe a little sloppy at the beginning, so maybe a low-scoring first quarter, 48-10, uh, 48-13. I think I like that's that about score. right. Yeah, I think they were chomping at the bit to get out there and kind of get that bad taste yeah. out of their mouth, you know, mm-hmm. um, after having to cancel game right after Indiana and then, you know, having to do it this week. Um Gosh, if they get to play it, it, it could. If the weather's decent, it could get pretty ugly up there. I, I would think. Uh, you know, I like 48, 50. I've been around the fifties. I haven't really hit. Let's go uh, <laughs> forty-five to thirteen. All right, another opportunity to kick a field goal. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm I'm feeling the same way as you. I think what you're going to start seeing out of um, the defenses that Ohio State plays is similar to what Indiana did, and we saw Ohio State have more success in the running game. You saw earlier in the year Nebraska shut down Ohio State's run, and we just threw it will. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to see Master Teague pick up six, seven yards of carry, and teams are going to be willing to give that up. And they're going to say, hey, we're either going to blitz the hell out of you or we're going to, we're going to um, let you run the ball because it's better than throwing the Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that by nature that's going to slow down the game a little bit. So I got us um, – we're going to get the 38 or 42. I'll go with 42. Um, I don't think we're going to get a ton of possessions. And I think Michigan State finds a way to score 14. Um, they just, you know, throw, throw some balls up. I think they're going to take shots. I mean, that's going to be a thing. Max Pro takes shots on these uh, – yeah. On these safeties and cornerbacks, see what they got. Yeah. Um, Go for a catch or a, yeah. you know, a flag or something just right. to move the chains. Yeah. Right. I mean, only and if you throw a pick, it's a 40, 50-yard punt. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the worst <laughs> that can happen there? Yeah. It's, you know, so that, that's what I got, 42-14, Buckeyes. I'm going to be much more conservative with what I usually say, and I'm going to go with 28-10. Uh, and even that, I think it might be closer than that. We're going to Michigan State in – Mid November or early or December yeah, early 50. December. We're in December. Yeah, yeah December. Think about yeah. It. That East is Lansing in December. East Lansing in December with no fans. And I'm gonna go oh, ahead and terrible. say it won't be good weather. I, I really it's <laughs> well, every Lansing time we play December. Michigan State is Dude, not good weather. It's not. And then just in general, I mean you brought up their max pro, that's what they do. And they run the ball, and if you said their quarterback's terrible. I think this is gonna be a really gross game. And we talked about it early in the season that is if there's gonna be a trap game, it's Michigan State. I think you guys bring up good points. They've got a week of rest, so Ohio State might come out <clears> gunning, <throat> but Michigan State is one of those teams where their record or whatever or their talent never indicates what the score is. Forty three partly cloudy skies on Saturday. Yeah. What's the wind? Well, see, five to ten miles per it hour. Doesn't, it's normal. It doesn't matter what the forecast Wait says for because it. as soon as Ohio State crosses the border to go to East <laughs> Lansing, the skies turn gray. Oh, it starts snowing. I think I can't remember if it was the last time, Joe, that you were there. It was miserable. Yeah. It was it was like ten degrees, <laughs> like, it was snowing. It yeah. was the whole week before it had been like sixty <sighs> degrees. And then before that game, like I, I you know you guys know what I'm inclined to wear when the weather's a little bit decent. I I was not prepared for what I walked out to. <laughs> no. And it was just a struggle for everybody to get through it. <clears throat> I think I was frozen even in the press box. But that, that happens every time mm-hmm. in East Lansing. So I would not bank on anything the weatherman says. And I, I agree with what Joe was talking about with the running game. I think that this would be a heavy dose of Master Teague and Trey Sermon just to get through it uh, in bad weather and, and you know, I think that front seven, Michigan State's not going to have any success whatsoever running the football. So I have this at 35-7. Uh, it's not going to be in any doubt, but it's maybe not going to be one that blows your doors off. Um, I just hope that we get to talk about it. I hope that, uh, you know, so I, there's a game I make that a we drive, get to watch. I make a drive to East Lansing and then see a game and then come home afterwards um, and that we get to talk about it next week on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Don't forget your gift cards. For every $50 you spend, you get 10 back for yourself, which you can bring in for you know, $10 appetizers, $2 appetizers. $2 mushroom, fried mushrooms. Right. Not for Jay-Z, I don't eat them, but I've heard they're really, really good. <laughs> he's, he's allergic. That's Spencer Holbrook, <laughs> Justin Zwick, Joe Berger hanging out with us, and Mike Bennett. I am just Austin Ward. We'll see you next week for Letterman Live at Roosters. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.